You're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Hold on to your butts. And action. All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today we've got an interesting topic for you. It's kind of going to solidify why we're even making a podcast right now. I think some big questions will be revealed here. But James, what is our topic for today? Why go see a movie? Why indeed? Why would we go see a movie? Yes, this forms part of our sort of get to know you series. You know, why would I bother listening to these guys podcast, right. if you will, right? And why listen to a movie review podcast if you don't see movies? You know, that seems dumb. But I think a lot of people <laughs> do see movies, and I think there's a lot of reasons behind that. So let's break it down a little bit. And James, I want to start with you. What are right. some reasons that you go and see films? Okay, well. I would like to start on a somewhat serious note. Okay. All right. Um, We can do that, I think. I go see movies to be informed. Oh. I love documentaries. I would never know it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Believe it or not, I have a non-podcast life. This is not my life. What? And I'm a pretty serious guy. Oh. Um, I... How disappointing. I love... Yeah. (laughs) There's depth here. I... It probably started from a very early age. My mom, for whatever reason, decided, you know what? I'm going to raise my kids to watch a lot of nature documentaries. You remember oh. the Natural Geographic? Oh, National absolutely. Geographic, right? Absolutely. Uh, so she plopped me in front of the TV. We would watch National Geographic all the time. and Good job, James's mom. Yeah, thanks, Excellent mom. Excellent work. Thanks. You're the best. And I, I, I love the nature documentaries. It probably led me to where I am today, our field that we work in. I'm Kyle, sure, without, yeah. Without giving too much of that up. Uh, and then later on in life, I transitioned into broader topics. I love to be informed about politics, the environment, human rights, animal rights, you name it, women's rights. I, I go crazy. And to me, I love the feeling of having spent an hour and a half, two hours, and being truly informed about something. Whether that's going to a packed movie house and, and looking around, let's say, Berkeley, and knowing that everybody in the audience has that shared interest and that desire to be informed and possibly make a change afterwards after being informed. Absolutely. Or sharing DVDs with my family and friends after I've been informed. Like, here, check this out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a very interesting point. So we've got a lot of venues where we can see movies, and one of the most comfortable, sitting on your couch at home, right? Everybody's got some different type of streaming service or something like that now, and you can see a lot of really good documentaries and stay informed on a lot of different topics that are changing all around us all the time. So that's definitely a, a good place to do that i too like watching documentaries Great. i like nature documentaries i like all sorts of documentaries uh, one of the reasons that i like documentaries a lot is the passion that goes in to the films that they're making i really like seeing the movies and knowing that the people behind the camera were really invested in that cause um, when you turn on the news people can gloss over stories and it's their job to read it however the PC corporate headquarters once their yeah, the sanitized their, version right their message to come out and there's and there's good and bad with that kind of freedom that comes with making a documentary you can get that great passion and energy behind it and also you should stay informed and if these are topics that you're really interested in dig deeper let it wet your appetite and go all in on it learn a lot about it because of course with anything with all of our media or anything you can't have bias on these films and you can't see some of that seeping in so but these are a fantastic way to whet your appetite put visuals to something that maybe is dense and might be hard to read about for countless hours and stay informed with so i absolutely love watching documentaries do you have any favorite documentaries i'm curious Ooh, you put me on the spot i did 
I have a couple. You definitely put go so for my, yours. Go so for my so my favorite uh, nature documentary was the Planet Earth series, and Excellent. one of the one of the reasons that I loved that so much was from a filmmaking standpoint, it was absolutely marvelous, and the task that they put themselves to to make that film was unbelievable. I got the Blu-ray cut right when it came out, watched it, and it totally blew me away. The visuals are so astounding. And one of the things that just those visuals inspired me to do was be passionate about the environment and want to preserve that natural world out there that we can see that's so gorgeous. So I think a lot of people get exposure through that. You know, I, I share your opinion about the Planet of the Series. I own it as well. Not on bootleg. Um, no not, not bootleg. I, bootleg I actually have the genuine thing yeah hopefully we'll ever know what that's about <laughs> not today not today teasers teasers anyway uh, I really appreciate what you said about the Planet Earth series and I'm gonna uh, list one that not a lot of people know about and it's called Winged Migration mm. it's another da- nature nature documentary nature documentary can't get through one you heard it straight from Jesus' <laughs> All right. mouth no, Jesus leave it I guess leave it in we're rolling uh, anyways Winged Migration tracks of course the migration of of birds up and down their uh, their corridors as they travel from let's say the upper reaches of the arctic all the way down to south america and they have light aircraft that flies alongside the birds and you want to talk about effort to capture footage oh yeah wow beautiful and i'm going to go back to something you said about uh the effort and the energy put in by the movie makers think about the amount of material that you might have to read oh. the amount of books or articles or the amount of research you might have to do on a specific topic. They do all that mm-hmm. and they condense it down to two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it may be. We hope. We hope they yeah. do all that, right? And you get all that. You know, <laughs> yeah, and you, you become do. you gain access to information that would have been incredibly difficult for you to summarize in an enjoyable, interesting and thought provoking and yes, artful way. That's of course very important because and I have seen and I'm sure you've seen some documentaries that have in fact bored me to tears and I think mm. that that's the stereotype a lot of people feel when they go into it is they're afraid that it's going to just be something very dry that they're not going to be involved with but now there's so much access to technology and ways to film these and there's so many talented people that do research all day that's their job and they can write a compelling narrative stringing in all that information. So I think it's a great way to go and read up or learn a little bit about a topic and uh, and also see something entertaining as well. Yes, yes, sir. Staying informed, that's a great way to uh, go see movies. And you don't have to go to the movie theater and drop a whole lot of money on it. There's lots of things you can see, you know, DVDs and things you can view in a home collection as well. Pros yeah. and cons to both. We'll probably hit that in its own podcast one day pretty soon. I, I was just thinking the same exact thing because now that I'm sitting here, at least five or six other favorites have come to mind of documentaries, <laughs> and we should we should save it. We'll we should, roll put it on a whole, whole documentary podcast. Yeah, put it in the pocket. Coming right? up soon, sometime. Absolutely. Don't quote me on that. But it'll be soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to an, uh, a couple other reasons, because besides staying informed, which maybe is not the norm for everybody, but is a good reason to see movies, what are some other reasons that we go and see movies? Okay, I have one other quick reason. Okay. I just wanted to mention it. Uh, this is probably going to be a podcast in the future as well. So let's tease it. Let's tease it. Teasers. And it's situational. Mm-hmm. Or a term that I coined, I call them my crutch movies. Crutch films. Kyle understood crutch at first to mean, whoa, is this something you watch when you're injured? And I said, <laughs> no, man. Crutch to me means like a lean, uh, like a fallback, a you're go-to, right. right? Yeah, I understand. Anyway, that. so now I call them, whatever you want to call them, situational, go-to, right. lean-on movies, crutch movies. Perhaps it's a certain holiday coming up. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you're in, I don't know, Kyle, you need what? A pick-me-up, right? Well, it is August, so we should be getting ready for Christmas right about now, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Never never too early to start watching your favorite Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas right around the corner. Yeah. So 
Um, but, but that's one, Charlie Brown Christmas. I think a lot of people have a connection with that absolutely. too. It's only like a 22-minute movie, and yeah. yet it's beautiful and absolutely and timeless. And mm-hmm. so that's a crutch, right? Yeah, fits the niche there. For Do you the, agree, Kyle? Do you have situational slash go-to slash fallback slash old reliable slash crutch movies in your life? Absolutely. And one of the great things about um, when I'm just watching TV and I'm bored after a long day at work or any any situation, if I'm flipping through the channels and the movie The Fugitive, starring Harrison Ford, comes on television, I sit down and I watch it wherever it is in that film to the very end because I like it so much. So that's definitely a crutch movie. I always get captivated by uh, by that story. So that's one of my crutch films. That's as far it. as the holidays go, yeah, you mentioned some, some really common ones. Lots of those Charlie Brown things, right? You have a strong connection from when we were a kid. And we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. And, uh, and yeah, I definitely think that I have some crutch films. If I just want to see some things blow up, you know, I got a couple movies I'll throw on for that. Absolutely. If I want to see high drama, I got a couple for that. And Great. Lots of good sci-fi. Let's ones. save it. Let's save it for a, a future podcast. Yeah. Who's going to star with us on that one? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's you listening. <laughs> Maybe you will come in. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. So I think one of the most common reasons most people go to see films is for the glorified escape you're done with your day. The weekend's coming up. You're going to go escape. I've talked about it. I've seen some movies recently, and they've been escapes for me, and I've, I've been able to look at them, analyze them both critically and as a fun escape or something to go see. So, James, lead us in this discussion about this this escape, this, uh, this idea that we go and see some escape films. Yes, let's go. Uh, I think that, you know, Kyle and I and perhaps our listeners, it's probably the number one reason why I go see movies, to get that escape, to escape from reality, to feed our imaginations. And I go back and I think about my childhood and, oh boy, is my is my childhood packed with movies that cause me to escape reality. I'll throw out a couple right now. Yeah. How about this, Kyle? Tell me what you think about each one on our list. Ghostbusters. Ugh. Why spores, it... molds, and fungus. <laughs> I collect them. <laughs> <laughs> why does it keep popping up in our podcast? Great movie. Classic comedy. One of my favorites. But I can't ignore the fact that as a little kid, after seeing not just the first one, but the second one, yeah, me and my brother would strap old book bags to our back and have plastic <laughs> toy guns and, and run some sort of rope between the the backpack, the book bag we were wearing, and the plastic gun, and we that's our proton you made pack. your own proton pack. Yeah, we, we busted ghosts. We'd roll out, like, broken video games like old Nintendos, and that was the trap, <laughs> you know? And I know That's you could have. Awesome. I know How you clever. Could, I know clever. you could have. You could have went out and bought these toys, but we didn't. You know, like we nah, didn't. We why made, bother? Yeah. We made our own traps. Capture your own imagination. The containment unit was a functional Nintendo, so the ghost was trapped in the cartridge, oh, and you put it in, and brilliant. And we pretended to see the ghost in the containment unit by turning the TV to static. <laughs> like, oh, you see, it, and the TV just, you know, <laughs> static. That's awesome. Uh, Ghostbusters really sucked me out of my real world and, and put me in a new place. Uh, in a similar vein, Indiana Jones. Oh. Kyle? Absolutely. Come Indiana on, Jones. Why did it have to be snakes? Um, <laughs> Indiana Jones, when I was a kid making movies, I made a film called California Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a little little short that I made in the basement where basically I swung around a stick and was like, California Jones! <laughs> and that movie had such an impact on me. And I think that film is, I mean, it's touted as a great movie mm-hmm. and all, but underrated in the fact that it balances so many we talked about tone being a big issue in some of the films now it balances so many different tones altogether and gives you a real genuine all-around experience that you could expect and seeing that as a kid you're more susceptible to you know letting little breaks in in filmmaking or critique go and that was one of those movies that truly affected me with 
all captured my imagination completely. And that's what this is about, right? The escape, capturing the imagination. I can remember one of the first movie-going experiences I had was seeing the Star Wars re-release in the theaters. One of the reasons I go to see movies now is because when I saw Star Wars that first time, I was seeing all my dreams and imagination being put up on the screen. You were able to see things that you could have only imagined, and then now they were capable of being put on the screen. You had sounds, you had everything, totally immersive experience, and totally captured my imagination. And going and seeing movies now, that's what I'm looking for. It's like be transported and completely absorbed into that world. And it's it's fairly difficult to find something that has that type of quality in it. But every once in a while, something surprises me. But I fall back, as you said. I crutch onto these a lot when I want to try and rekindle that spark that first brought me there. Excellent. That's what you referred to one time when we talked about this, is chasing the feeling, right? Chasing that feeling. Kyle is forever looking to relive that moment when he was totally engrossed by Star Wars, chasing that feeling, hoping that the next movie will do that to him. Hoping. True escapism. Very, very much hoping. And with the new Star Wars right around the corner, I can't be more eager yeah. <laughs> to hope that that's what it's going right? to do. Let's, let's feed that imagination. Let's chase that feeling, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I had a couple more, Kyle. Yeah. Let me see what you think about these. Okay. Again, escaping, escaping from reality. We're, right. we're still doing it in a sort of nostalgia way, but I'll wrap up with a modern example. Yeah, you know, let's, like I'm, let's do I'm still that. a little kid yeah. sometimes in the movies. <laughs> um, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. After we see Rocky, what do we do? Box. We hit each other. <laughs> I have two brothers. Oh, boy. We strapped on our triple fat goose, humongous puffy winter jackets and our big winter gloves. Kyle, you grew up in Ohio. You know what a winter oh, is like. I do. And you can punch the living daylights out of each other when you have full Absolutely. winter gear on and you don't feel it. But... <laughs> The blows are real. It's oh, great. man, snow pants were the greatest thing that nobody out here on the West Coast knows anything about. You could put on <laughs> snow pants, and that was like armor. You'd run around all day, and you'd stay dry and happy. That was like a big suit of uh, suit of puffy boxing armor. Yeah, I can definitely see how you could do that. Absolutely. Yeah, totally an escape. And, yeah, we're always looking for that. You have so many chances to use the technology that we have now to recapture what anybody's thinking in their mind, whatever story they could come up with, you can pretty much, you have limitless potential to put it up on the screen now and put it into people's minds. So it's it's really interesting. You know, so, yeah, speaking of the the put it into your mind. Right? Oh, okay. Here's, here's my, my modern day example. Oh, great. Um, Iron Man. Yes. Right? Ooh, boy, Iron Man had an impact on me. Mm. Let me tell you why. I'm sure, Kyle, you've had reoccurring dreams, right? I have. What, is, oh. what are one of your reoccurring dreams? Oh, trust, man. Me, trust me, this will make sense. This will make sense. Oh, Kyle. My, all my teeth just falling out into my hands, <laughs> just blood going everywhere out of my mouth. That's oh. a bad one. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, I was, hoping I, was, for, I was hoping for something <laughs> a little bit happier. But. When I was studying spiders, there were just spiders all over me all the time and all over the room. You wanted a happy example? Uh Let's see. Happy example. Yeah, I can't think of a really happy <laughs> reoccurring dream. Oh, you know what? When I was writing screenplays in college and mm -hmm. when I was writing stories um, some reoccurring dreams I had were stories that I needed to get out of my head and write down so they kept popping up night after night kind of like the same thing happening in the same way so then I would put it down on paper and get it out of my head okay so yeah those are my reoccurring dreams I'm not gonna lie I was sort of hoping for a, uh, a typical answer here. a I'm normal flying. example well you're talking you know, to me so what do you yeah. want most people will say <laughs> flying like uh, I, yeah I fly <laughs> all right Kyle you, you 
you you know I'm full surprise. You're full surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I I believe in not have reoccurring dreams centered around marine mammals. I okay. find myself swimming the ocean with killer whales and dolphins well, and manatees. Oh and stuff yeah, like I get eaten by sharks a lot in my dreams too. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Why am I talking about reoccurring dreams? Well, because my reoccurring dreams are always centered around, like I just said a second ago, having the ability to swim like a dolphin, hang out with killer whales chill out with manatees, things that I've actually done before, so it makes a little that bit of sense. sense. With the exception of the killer whales. Not yeah, yet. Not anyway. yet. Hopefully How, what does this have anything to do with Iron Man? Well, yeah. typically people say, oh, I love it when I fly in my dreams. I fly all the time in my dreams, and so on and so forth. I'm up in the clouds, and it's feels the greatest so feeling. It feels so real. And I think, wow, I've never had a flying dream. Well, I'm going to tell you something what? right now. Never. I've never wow. once. Have you ever had a falling dream? Yeah, but <laughs> okay. is that flying? No, it's different. Falling <laughs> with style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After I saw Iron Man, in the theaters, and I was completely satisfied. Like mm-hmm. we said in podcast two, completely satisfied. Completely. Went home that night, went to sleep, and that very night, I had my first ever flying dream. Oh, broke the mold. I. It was amazing. I strapped on an Iron Man suit in my dream, and I flew around, and it was the best. So talk about <laughs> talk about escapism. I mean, oh, there's. I mean, that's probably the prime example. I don't think we can get any more. You know, you totally escaped. Yeah, you freed your it mind. It was great. It was great. Yeah, that's a fantastic example. One of the things I kind of want to follow up with this escapism is the fact that this is a relatively new mm-hmm. storytelling medium. All throughout history, we have different types of storytelling. You know, we came up with written word that we could write and store in books after we were just verbally telling stories. Then we were acting them out and saving them, and people would pass that along. Then we had pictures that we could use, and then somebody figured out how to make the pictures move. Mm-hmm. And now we can basically create anything and and put it up there and put it in people's minds, for better or worse, right? Yeah, you can have yeah. some garbage that goes, yeah. goes in people's brains forever. But you can use that so well and wield this power to create any dreams that you have, any dreams that you want to have, and you can put them in people's minds if they haven't been able to, you know, experience that, or they didn't even know that they wanted something so amazing. But I think that it takes all the different factors to make it work on such a big level. All the movies that you listed so far, all the movies that I listed, are films that are, I would say, generally considered great in terms of all the different aspects, the screenwriting, the um, acting that went into it, sets, costumes, the whole, the camera work, the direction, everything is top-notch. And it takes all those factors to make it immersive. If something is off, it feels totally wrong. If, as I've tried, you've ever looked at a period movie before and you've seen like little things that are out of place, maybe in a lower-budget film, totally takes you out of the immersion. Yeah. And, and it takes all those factors to put it together so we can have these really great movies made now where they can just do anything with computers, and we can use that to create these escapes. So yep. I really think that's you know why I would go and see a movie is for that feeling and to get that. You know, a classic example of that, not that we have to keep sort of going to the lowbrow examples of comic book movies, but comic books, right? For the longest time, they were a print media, mm-hmm. newspapers, right? And then, of course, they become full-color, beautiful comics. And then all and of us nerds were able to emerge from out of the... The yeah, nerd closet, and they kept they <laughs> captured people's imaginations for the longest time for decades with just comic books, right? Yeah, and only recently have they finally gotten it right, mm-hmm. or I don't want to say gotten it right, but the they special the effects, com- all the elements have yeah. come together. Like they Kyle can just translate mentioned, it. they can well. finally translate it. So that's a perfect example of something that has gone through those historical transitions. And I'll never forget 
when the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans were coming out, mm-hmm. I was at the gym one time at my college, and I overheard two very old professors that I knew talking about how excited they were to see Spider-Man. <laughs> and I thought, oh, gosh, this is a little odd. You're like 50-some-odd years old. Why would you be excited to see Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man? Like, I was excited, but I'm a young guy, youngish, right? And so I asked him, I go, hey, you know, you guys talk about Spider-Man? And the professor, without even hesitating, kept up that childlike enthusiasm. He said, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and I kind of gave him this look, you know, as if to say, you know, why? Or can you explain that? And he goes, hey, listen, man, I don't know about you, but I've been waiting my whole life for them to get Spider-Man right. <laughs> because Spider-Man had been great in the comics, right? Yeah. He's always been great in the mm-hmm. comics. But the TV uh, miniseries were kind of god-awful, right? <laughs> Where he was wearing roundish goggles and like actually using rope instead of web, uh-huh. right? Um, cartoons don't quite do it for adults a lot of times. They're very childish. Like Saturday morning cartoons, well, you don't, you're a dad. You don't really want to watch that, right? <laughs> but now the movies, it caught, the movies caught up, you know? Yeah, they absolutely did. We can, we can translate them really well now. Yeah. And I think that people you know, can appreciate those different mediums now that we have a way to... I think film is a really accessible thing. Almost everybody has a TV or a computer in their household now. Mm-hmm. Anybody can get on YouTube and look at things that people are creating on their own, right? People are just making movies now. It's, it's yep. an easy thing to do. Um, so we have all this resource at our fingertips. And when you can sit down for two hours and watch a movie, um, a lot of people choose that over reading a book and or doing some other type of activity. You know, If you just want to relax... And do something, I don't want to say a little bit mindless, but something you don't have to work too hard at. This is a media that kind of fills that niche. And you can use it for great information in documentaries. You can use it for complete escapism. Or you can tell a really interesting story that you want to tell. You know, we have all of that at our fingertips. It's relatively easy and accessible to the masses. You know, Kyle, I see see what's happening here. One of these days, we're going to make a movie. We're going to make a movie. (laughs) Man, what's it going to be about? You'll find out next time. (laughs) No, sometime. Yeah. Sometime. We'll see. We'll see. Well, Well, that brings us to the end of our show today. Thank you guys for listening again. Uh, We have so much fun stuff planned. So uh, stay in touch. Go see some great movies. Think about why you want to go see them and have a great time watching them. See you later. And cut.